0: You are now listening to the Fat Fix Podcast with David Flowers, a show talking about all things fat loss and health for the general population, helping people understand why they are in the position they're in right now, rather than just focusing on what they need to do. Your no-nonsense personal trainer friend that you can have access to in your pocket whenever you need some help, guidance, or just to kick up the arse. Hello and welcome to the Fat Fix podcast for episode number six. Sorry for the delay in getting this one out there. Been a little bit busy this week, but luckily I've managed to get it done, get it out on the weekly basis. So this is now number six and I hope you're enjoying them all so far. I hope that they're bringing you some value still and most importantly that you are being able to implement what I'm saying and the education that I'm giving you guys into your health and fitness journey, because fundamentally, that is what I want to get out of these podcasts. I want people to actually learn something and make that change that they may have been looking for for many, many years. So over the last five shows, I covered what I believe to be essential. I spoke about changing your mindset towards health and fitness, lose weight in your own head. That seemed to go down a tree. It was my most listened to podcast so far. Um, I've also spoken about the things to have in place before you start your journey. So knowing your why, setting a destination, having some accountability, social support, etc. And then I dive dead first into the Fat Loss Priority Pyramid. So if you are new to this podcast and this is your first one you're listening to, then maybe head back and listen to the others especially episodes three and four, where I started the Fat Loss Priority Pyramid. I spoke about adherence and energy balance. They were the first topics that I wanted to cover. Being the most important factors begin at the bottom, and as they ascend, the pyramid become of lower importance. So definitely check them out. But There is some kind of structure to these podcasts. I'm not just spitting them out randomly. All the topics are important, and to be honest, I was going to keep this pyramid focused heavily on nutrition because this hierarchy of importance is used in the nutrition world. However, I don't want to go too deep into a rabbit hole with nutrition. I will be getting nutritionists on the show. You know, it's not my scope of practice as such, and this podcast is fundamentally about fat loss, albeit nutrition is a massive, massive part of that. So we've covered the bread and butter of the fat loss priority pyramid, which is energy balance. And we now know that we can accomplish weight loss with a number of different strategies as long as it allows us to sustain caloric restriction. However, we need other things to be in place to complement this, not only for successful fat loss but also for our health as well. And Those who are successful at losing weight and actually keeping it off have all these other things in place, which I will be speaking about once we creep up that pyramid. They don't just become tunnel vision necessarily on fat loss, but they become tunnel visioned on the all round health too. They've created habits and behaviours that will outweigh any diet. It's important to remember the bigger picture. If you have a weight problem at either side of the spectrum, it helps to know how you got there. And like I mentioned in my kind of introduction to this podcast is helping people understand why they're in the position they're in right now, rather than just focusing on what they need to do. So you didn't get in the position you're in right now overnight, and you're not going to get back to where you want to be overnight neither so there are many many strategies interventions that you can implement to not only save yourself time but also keep you sane at the same time and as much as these topics may be big or small it's important that you do take them seriously and working even on one of them is a step in the right direction Never let shit derail you. Honestly, progress is progress, and I can't stress that enough. So you don't necessarily need to just go all out with every single podcast that I release and start trying to implement it. Just focus on the priorities. Focus on what I went through first, and then what you weigh up. Or even if you just focus on what I spoke about in podcast two, lose weight in your head, focus on that first. Once you feel like you've nailed that and you're improving that, Then you can move on. Look at the Foundations of Fat Loss podcast, which was episode three. Start working on them. Like I said, the structure to this. So just work on one of them if you need to without going all out at these. And that's why I have released them in this way because I don't want to overwhelm you guys. I want to actually give you stuff that you can actually take away and be like, you know what, I could do what he said. I can do what David said. And it's not just shitloads of information that's going to go over your head. So understanding this pyramid and the topics will make you a much more successful dieter and become a much healthier individual and stop you having this constant battle with your weight, keeping it off. And this is something that I'm really passionate about. And this, in my opinion, is something that isn't spoken about enough. The ability to maintain weight post-diet. We're often told we have a weight gain problem. But I could argue that we have a weight maintenance problem. People are either losing or they're gaining. Nobody ever says that they've maintained weight. No, everyone's always said, oh, you look like you've lost weight. Or oh, you'll, no one says you look like you've gained weight, you'll kill them, wouldn't you? But you know what I mean? Nobody maintains body weight. And it's something that is overlooked, but it's an aspect that people need to learn more about maintaining a new body weight is tough when someone loses a lot of weight because your body will be fighting to return back to your previous weight that you've been at for many many years and return back to this old way of life so you need to start putting your focus into these maintenance habits instead of just restriction habits and that's what a lot of people do is The focus so much on restriction habits, which can last so long. You know, a lot of people say if you do cut out alcohol or you cut out eating chocolate, you know, you'll be able to do that for a period of time. But you're not focusing on maintenance habits. What are you going to do forever rather than just what you're going to do for the next six, eight, ten weeks time looking so short term? So this leads me in nicely to the next topic in the Fat Loss Priority Pyramid, which is exercise. I don't want you to think for one second that this is obvious. You know, exercise no shit, Sherlock. Because honestly, it's one trait that every successful dieter does consistently well. And to be honest, from my many years as a PT, it's probably... One of the most important priorities, not many people do religiously, not to mention do it religiously smart. Lack of exercise and a lack of movement is rife in a lot of the general population. Obviously, you sedentary desk workers will know this more than anybody else. The studies to suggest that over 70% of people who lost weight and kept it off Engaged in regular exercise programs. And the people that did not keep the weight off, less than 30% engaged in regular exercise programs. So that's a pretty much a big deal. <laughs> and it's something that another reason why exercise is important. And I did want to take a little bit of a different spin on this and keep it in line with what I've just spoke about before about weight maintenance and the ability to just stay. In the position that you got yourself into, which is great if you've lost a lot of weight, but now it's time to just bloody keep it off for once in your life and let's not go up and down, up and down. And this is my problem with a lot of transformations that you see is where's the after, after photo? And yeah, I know it comes down to individual preference, and I know it comes down to the individuals as well. got to hold some responsibility it's not just the coaches or the facilities that get the result because at the end of the day we do get it as a personal trainers come people coming in and saying i want to look like this for my wedding so we do have some degree of obligation to provide them that and we do provide them that but at the same time when i do get someone in like that i do want to say to them like yeah it's great we'll get you in shape for your wedding but don't you just want to fucking stay like it for the rest of your life instead of just making life harder for yourself and feeling like you're always on one big diet phase or you're dieting every single week because you can't maintain it let's get you to your wedding but let's keep it bloody off and let's ingrain these maintenance habits and that's what i really really want to delve deep into with today's podcast and future podcasts because i will be going into this more and more So last week, we went over total daily energy expenditure, T-D-E-E, energy out. So like I say, if you haven't listened to that, definitely jump on that. Exercise has a major benefit of increasing our total daily expenditure, right? But it also has some metabolic benefits that are less obvious. Exercise has been demonstrated to lower the body fat set point that your body will defend. So that is, even if you regain weight, post-diet, whatever it may be, it will likely be less than it would be if you weren't exercising. Not just that, but maintaining or increasing exercise in the post-diet setting has been demonstrated to prevent the increase in fat cell number that is sometimes seen with rapid weight regain post diet and again this fat in itself should be enough of an incentive to exercise especially if you want to keep this weight off like I keep saying with exercise increasing the caloric output side of the equation of energy balance or TDE like I've just mentioned surprisingly it may also affect the input side as well And there's also been studies that suggest regular exercise actually reduces hunger and decreases food intake in the post-diet setting. So this may be a small effect, but to be honest, when it comes to reducing hunger on a fat loss phase, anything that you can do to help with this, you should welcome it with open arms. Trust me. And hunger management, I will be covering that topic very, very soon, because that's something that I'm really, really into at the minute and doing a lot of study on that. And just kind of going back to what I spoke about in last week's podcast is the simplicity of weight loss is very easy, as in, you know, caloric deficit. However, people are still struggling to achieve a caloric deficit. And one big factor of that may be hunger, <laughs> obviously, overconsumption of calories. So if we can learn about some hunger management strategies, and again, maintenance habits, hopefully we can help that issue arising all the time and help us. I also just want to say that with exercise, we have control over how much exercise we do or how much we don't do. And these factors need to be taken advantage of because they're in our control Factors of our total daily expenditure are in our control. Some factors are, especially like NEAT and obviously exercise. And this is a great thing to take advantage of. But so many people put focus into what's not in their control. They start worrying about genetics or my family members had diabetes, therefore, you know, I'm going to necessarily get that. But you can reduce your chances of getting diabetes by... Bloody exercising and keeping your weight under control. Don't put all your focus into the negative shit that's going to potentially hold you back from achieving something amazing. Take advantage of what is in your control. And it's important to understand that. I'm also not saying you need to bloody live in the gym nor be obsessed. But it is important to understand that if you only exercise to lose weight and then quit exercising once you've lost it you're setting yourself up for weight to creep back up again and bite you on the ass because usually with a lack of exercise comes a lack of dietary control a lack of health focus in general and usually end up hitting the fuck it button and it's therefore not you're not going to be adherent with anything anymore So this is where we can see a correlation between all the fat loss priority pyramid topics so far and they all play a part if you want to succeed. There is a difference between weight loss and weight lost. A lot of people who relapse commonly report that once they initially lose the weight, they view it as gone and stop following the habits and behaviours that they had used to lose the weight in the first place. So this is really massive to take into consideration. If you've been exercising for a period of time to lose your weight and then all of a sudden you just stop, and this is what a lot of people do, they stop with habits and rituals, but at the same time it's important to do the right type of exercise that you enjoy. And that's sort of something I'm going to get to in a minute. I understand everybody cannot train every day. I know it's not your life. I know you've probably got kids. I know you've probably got a manic job and you're no doubt not looking to probably step on stage in some fake tan <laughs> you probably just want to look good in Benidorm don't you <laughs> but even 30 minutes a day of exercise three days a week can produce robust benefits compared to being sedentary obviously if you can do more like one hour per day for, for four to five days my Alexa just randomly spoke to me then shut up I'm doing a podcast Sorry about that. Where was I? I'm not saying that you need to kill yourself when I just mentioned about training one hour a day for four to five times a week. That's what a lot of people do. They run themselves into the ground every time they exercise. And this is not what I'm saying. There's a difference between exercising smart and exercising like a fool. Now, this is another podcast in itself when I talk about recovery, stress and doing the right training for you as a lot of people do go extreme so much so that they can't simply recover from the certain types of training, stimuli that they expose themselves to. Exercise can be anything you enjoy. I don't want you to think it's pointless if you aren't going to the gym every day and lifting weights because it's not. In fact, if you hate going to the gym, try and find exercise that you love. You know that I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now. Didn't know if I mentioned it. (laughs) I'm a one-stripe now, by the way. Absolutely solid. Anyways, I used to be one of these PTs, I'm going to admit it, who disregarded everything unless it was weights. Someone used to say to me, oh, I've got Zumba. It's fucking hell, Zumba's shit. It's like, oh, my God, was I really that kind of biased or blind to... It's about understanding the importance of people actually enjoying what they do. Yes, resistance training is superior to other forms of exercise. But like I said, the older I've got, the more I've realized people are going to do what they enjoy. And that is fine because your likelihood is you're going to work hard with that, you're going to perform it regularly, and you're going to be adherent. So make no mistake. If you want to lose weight and keep it off, it isn't going to happen by accident. You're going to have to be mindful and make exercise a priority. And let's face it, it wouldn't be in the fat loss priority pyramid otherwise. So to wrap this up, exercise is amazing. It's one of the best medicines you can give your body. In fact, exercise is pretty much the only thing other than some medications that can cause huge improvements in insulin sensitivity, blood pressure and other health markers independent of weight loss. Not to mention that exercise is also the one thing you can do to improve cognitive function, mood and even depression. And it's probably, well it is the one thing I will tell you that you need to be doing because you don't need to be Um, in a caloric deficit if you don't want to lose weight who am I to tell you what to do? I'm not, I'm just giving you the information because the likelihood is everyone who listens to my podcast wants to learn more about fat loss but let me just tell you, honestly exercise is the one thing I recommend everyone strongly doing and to summarise, it can have a massive impact on the potential for weight regain it's something that has Massive carryover in all aspects of not just fat loss, but health in general. Pick something you bloody enjoy doing. Don't be doing shit that you can't see yourself doing one year from now, because you know you're not going to last very long. And everyone that I surround myself with, and those clients that I work with still who have kept all the weight off, they all have regular exercise in check. Then they have typically the discipline to make fitness an overall priority in their lives now. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will see you next time for episode 7. Thank you.